prevent the spread of germs, but have we thought about how we can prevent the spread of negativity? My name is Dawn Kolb. I'm a certified hypnotherapist, Reiki master teacher, meditation coach, and owner of the Zen Room in Gilroy, California. You can also find us online at www.thezenroom.net. And today we're going to be discussing how we can prevent the spread of negativity. Hi everyone, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Zen Room. So today's podcast was actually inspired because of the, it's the time of year. So um, it's early November, and I've been getting quite a few phone calls lately from people who are experiencing either cold or flu, or cold and flu. And they are asking, hey, instead of me coming into The Zen Room, Can we switch my energy session to do it remotely? So we're still doing the energy work, but we're doing it remotely. So they can stay tucked in their pajamas and bed at home. And then they don't need to worry about bringing those germs and infecting others. We are very, very aware of this time of year. We are very, very aware that um, around this time, it's not uncommon for people to be passing back and forth germs to and from one another. So around here, um, especially in the States, I know I've got some folks listening from other countries, but this tends to be what a lot of people refer to as cold and flu season, okay? We are very aware during this time of year that um, we want to be cognizant of not spreading our germs around. So we actually will be very careful if we know someone is right in the middle of, of a really bad bout with the flu, we will go out of our way to make sure that we don't have physical contact with that person. Um, If you happen to be the person with the cold or flu, usually you take it upon yourself to quarantine yourself, to lock yourself up in your house, and that way you are limiting the exposure of the germs that you have to the world, whether it's just, you know, going to work, going to school, you stay home sick, you call in sick, you have a sick day or you have a sick week or you just try to stay home. We are very, very, very aware of the importance of containing our infection or quarantining ourselves so that we don't get others sick. We get that on a physical level. But what if we were talking about, I'm going to use the term energetic germs. I don't know if anybody's used that before, but it came to me in a meditation. The idea that it's not just a physical thing. There are people who are, they hold on to a lot of negativity. And because they hold on to a lot lot of negativity, they tend to spew a lot of negativity. Their perspective on life happens to be a little on the negative side which means they can't they can't really not open their mouth and not have it come out like it just if you if you hang around somebody who is very negative going through a very hard time or just has a tendency to always look at what's wrong um that person has a lot of negativity coming out of them all the time they almost don't even know it they probably don't even recognize it Some people do. Some people say, hey man, I am not myself. I am going through it. I'm having a really hard time. I am not myself. I am negative Nelly right now. They're aware of it. 
and hopefully they can do whatever needs to be done to catch it and to rein it in and to find their way out of it. So again, we know that when somebody is physically sick, we do a really good job of staying away. And if we are aware that we are really, really sick, we will do a good job of sort of hoeing ourselves in so that we don't expose our, our germs to the world. What I'd like to ask is I wonder if we can get to a place where we can start doing that on an energetic level. Negativity quarantines, if you will. So what I did in preparation for this podcast, um, I always like to incorporate definitions because I feel like it helps everybody to get on the same page. But um, I think we all know what a germ is, right? Uh, Germs are little microorganisms known as pathogens. They can lead to disease. Um, And depending on what kind of germ it is and how contagious it is, that will determine how how much of an in, of an impact just sharing a space with somebody can be. Some things are not very contagious. Some things are highly contagious. So we understand that with germs. But let's go ahead now and take a look at the idea of quarantine. So let's just say that somebody had the mumps. Mumps is a highly contagious uh, germ disease uh, uh, instance, whatever you want to call it. You would want to quarantine that person so that they didn't infect the entire senior class or the entire um, whatever workplace on the 17th floor, whatever. Quarantine is basically the definition of quarantine, for those of you who may not know it. It is a period of time during which a person or animal that might have a disease is kept away from other people or animals so that disease cannot spread. Okay? It used to be, um, I looked up the history of quarantine on the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, And the practice of quarantine, as we know, it began during the 14th century in an effort to protect coastal cities from plague epidemics. Ships arriving in Venice from infected ports were required to sit at anchor for 40 days before landing. The practice called quarantine was derived from the the Italian words quaranta giorni, which means 40 days. So I actually learned something new, a quarantine is actually a 40-day exercise, or at least that was the way it was carried out back in the 14th century. So basically, if you were sick, if you, or if they didn't know you were sick and they just wanted to make sure that they were protecting the population, they would um, isolate you for 40 days from the general population. And that got me thinking, what if, if we knew that we were going to be, or if we knew that we were in the middle of an incredibly bitter, sour time in our lives, that we're doing things to our, inside of us, to our heart emotionally, what would the benefit of maybe limiting our exposure to the general population so as not to infect too many people, okay? And it got me thinking, the term, 
negativity quarantine or a negative emotion quarantine. But what's funny is we are all so careful to not want to get physically sick. But that doesn't always seem to bleed over when you're talking about emotions. Think about something that you have maybe read on social media. Let's say that you read um, an article that just really twisted your gut and it was very negative and there was a lot of hate talk in the article and the comments were very hateful. And if that hateful article and all of the comments attached to that hateful article was a germ, it would be the mumps. If we knew somebody that had the mumps, the last thing that we would do is go kiss them on the mouth and then go kiss a baby. We just wouldn't do that. That would be unheard of. We would not do that intentionally. We would want to, you know, um, quarantine the person with the mumps, maybe leave a, a pot of chicken soup on the, uh, on the porch steps to help them, um, whatever, right? make sure that they were loved and supported, but we're not going to intentionally go give them the kiss and then go kiss a baby because we, that would be irresponsible of us to do that. So if we know that with germs, maybe we could start getting some of those same habits or practices with negativity, negative articles, negative posts, negative interactions. If we know that that hate filled article is awful, Maybe we don't kiss it on kiss it on the mouth by giving it a like or a love and then go share it on our social media page where it might touch the lips of something innocent, like a baby. All of a sudden it makes you go, hmm, well maybe I maybe I need to be a little bit more intentional with my habits on social media, or maybe I need to be a little bit more intentional with what I repeat out in the world or what I um, share over a dinner conversation. So let's go back to this hate-filled article. I don't, I mean, there's a million things that you guys can think of. I know I can think of a few, but I don't even want to, I don't even want to go there. Let's just call it a hate-filled article and you can, you can be clever enough to figure out what that hate-filled article is all about. You've got a hate-filled article. Let's call it the equivalent of the emotional mumps. The best thing to do would be to not give it any attention, meaning no likes, no loves, no hearts, no thumbs up, right? We're not going to engage or get close to it. We are going to quarantine it by, and we are certainly not going to share it. We're certainly not going to pass it on. All of a sudden, what would happen is things wouldn't be going as viral. You know, you always hear things, oh, it went viral. Viral, viral in the world of germs is bad, right? <laughs> oh my God, viral, a virus that's going crazy, a viral that's spreading like wild. Um, this hate article went viral. You can help to keep that hateful article from going viral by not giving any attention to it, by not sharing it, by not, by not, by letting it, by quarantining it, by just letting it fizzle out on its own. Maybe over the 40 day quarantine period, if enough people let it fizzle out on its own, it wouldn't get quite the 
contagious um, uh, result. Or if somebody is gossiping by the water cooler about uh, Sammy Joe's um, whatever, indiscretion, or Sammy Joe's poor choice, or negative, 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 something negative that Sammy Joe did. Well, first of all, that's where, you know, that old uh, MYOB, mind your own business, that reminds me of what our parents used to tell us when we were in school. MYOB, mind your own business. If that water cooler discussion is happening, you have one of two options. You can engage, hug the person with the mumps, and maybe you might feel compelled to go and kiss a baby by spreading more spreading gossip with um, the people in the lunchroom. You go into the lunchroom, hey, did you hear what I heard over the water cooler? You'll never believe it. You are literally, that is the emotional equivalent to spreading the mumps. Right? You engage with somebody and then you go spread it by sharing it with someone else. What if we were to say, maybe it's going to be our New Year's resolution, or maybe some of you are going to hear this and go, you know what, darn it, you are right. I'm going to start right now. Putting negativity into quarantine. Putting negativity into quarantine. Think about what would happen after 40 days if nobody gave it any attention, if it was allowed to dissipate and fizzle out on its own, and we weren't out there sharing it and spreading it and passing it on and passing it on and being irritated and being irritated and sharing our irritation and all the gossip and all the negativity that we hear and we pass it on and then they pass it on and then those people pass it on and then those people's those people's pass it on. Next thing you know, we are living in a world where there's a lot of negativity. Um, so I looked up on health.harvard.edu for some good tips on preventing infections. And darn it, wouldn't you know, they correlate beautifully to the emotional side, right? So again, this is looking at it from how to prevent germs or how to prevent physical infections, but the advice is really good for how to prevent emotional, unhealthy emotional infections from spreading as well. And the first thing that they recommend they, the primary way to prevent infections, good hygiene. That was the number one thing on healthharvard.edu. So if I look at those bullets that are under good hygiene, okay, wash regularly. That is a pretty standard thing. Wash regularly. Wash your hands after you use the restroom. Wash your hands after preparing food. All in all, wash regularly, shower regularly, wash regularly. Um, we do that with our physical body. I always say that meditation is like um, a shower for the soul. Kind of helps you to let go of stuff. Meditation, energy work is excellent for this, by the way. Reiki energy work is excellent for this. There's different, there's obviously different energy modalities. Acupuncture is great for this, by the way. Energy shower, basically taking your emotional body and rinsing it off, letting go of things that aren't serving you anymore, letting go of the worry, letting go of the fear, get rid of the hate, dissolve the anger, and do it regularly. If you wash your hands every day, if you take a shower every day, you want to do some sort of soul rejuvenation every day. Meditation, 
take a walk in nature, take a hike, go outside and breathe the sunshine for, breathe the sunshine, breathe the, breathe the fresh air and feel the sunshine for a day. Do more to, uh, for lack of a better metaphor, shower the soul, shower the energy. Okay, so number one step for good hygiene, wash regularly. They also say to tend to cuts. Wash, bandage, tend to all cuts. If there is an emotional scar or an emotional cut that you have, you need to tend to it. If somebody has um, maybe hurt your feelings and you feel very strongly that you need to tend to this wounded heart by saying, you know, what you said really hurt my feelings, whatever. Whatever it is for you. Maybe it's having a, a conversation that you need to have to heal the broken heart. Maybe it's something that you've been meaning to say for a while, but you've just been burying it under the rug, but it's finally time to say what you need to say. Um, maybe there is a concern that you have that you need to address so that you can get it off your mind, okay? That is tending to a cut, tending to an emotional cut. Okay, there's that correlation. The other thing that um, harvard.edu says to do in, under the umbrella of good hygiene, do not pick at healing wounds. If you have a wound that is on the mend, don't pick at it. Let the healing process continue. If you have got a scab that is forming, let it scab. Don't pick at the scab. If you have an emotional cut that you are now working to mend and all of the processes are in place, don't go back and pick it open again. Let it heal. It will take a moment. It will take time. Trust that it's healing. Don't go back and make it worse by picking at it. I thought that was actually really, 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 really good um, advice. And then avoid direct contact. If we're talking about germs and physical um, hygiene, avoid direct contact, avoid direct contact with people, avoid direct contact with, you know, don't drink out of their glass, don't use their fork, avoid direct contact. From a germ perspective, we all know to do that. If somebody is very negative going through it and they are working through their own immunity, their own emotional immunity to build their own immunity, you can be there to support, but you may need to limit your exposure while they are going through this very hard time. Limit your exposure does not mean that you just say, well, sorry, you're going through it. Abandon. See you later. You can still be there, but you may need to limit your contact or do it over the phone or have it be shorter stints or find other ways to support so that you are not be if you find yourself getting sucked into their drama or into their mess and you can't find a way of pulling out and um, saving yourself for lack of a better term then you may need to limit your exposure you may need to limit how much time you spend with this person and find other ways to support them if you feel yourself getting sucked in okay those were the highlights, those were the bullets under the primary way to prevent physical infections under good hygiene. I feel like they very much apply and that we can use those same tools and same suggestions when we're talking about our emotional immunity, when we are talking about 
quarantining somebody who is just negative, 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 and making sure that we are not infected. Um, I think, I hope, it is my intention that those two parallels make sense to you because I do feel as though if we are going to prevent or turn around or transmute the negativity that sometimes we can be exposed to in the media or social media or in the workplace or at home or even in our own circle of friends, when there is any kind of sign of negativity, like I said, rumors, gossip, or just negative speech or hate speech or whatever, do our best to treat it as it were the mumps. What would we do if this person had the mumps? Don't kiss them, don't engage them, certainly don't kiss them and then share it and um, maybe give them a little bit of space to heal so that we're not directly impacted. We can support carefully so that we don't get infected with the mumps or with their huge negativity. And little by little by little, the healing mechanisms will kick in and we were able to contain it by not letting it spiral with a, you know, or go viral, get out of control or get out of hand. Next thing you know, if we start doing this a little bit every day in our own lives, um, we are going to notice a beautiful impact. We're going to notice that things are seeming less negative at work or less negative at school or less negative at home or less negative in the world. And if you really want to turn things around, you can be the probiotic by sending love everywhere you can. Meaning, if somebody is super, 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 super negative, instead of getting sucked into their negativity and then taking what they have and then passing and spewing that negativity all around the office, what you could do is quarantine it, let them have their little moment, Know that you're not going to get sucked into the drama. And then take a breath and say, but you know, one thing I know about you, you always come out on top. You all, Things always have a way of working out for you. I'm sorry that this is a rough patch right now, but you know what? You're going to be okay. You're stronger than you probably remember. Start reminding them of who they are because clearly they have forgotten. Maybe send a little love their way, encouragement, empowering things, have them focus on what's working instead of what's broken. And if you are just feeling like there's no way in hell they're gonna hear one ounce of what you're saying, then you can say, well, you know what, I wish you well. Hang in there, buddy, you're gonna be okay, but I gotta scoot, I got an appointment. Distance yourself. Um, but if they take anything that you were saying, any of your encouraging words or any of your empowering words, then you know that you left them in better shape than when you found them. And as somebody who is, you know, that's what a doctor wants to do. A doctor wants to do no harm and help somebody, help somebody in their healing process. So uh, be the probiotic. Insert yourself where it's appropriate and where you feel as though it's be, it'll be well accepted. Be the probiotic. Be, be that that reminder that everything's going to be okay and insert a little bit of love into the situation and maybe you might be able to neutralize things you're going to have to play with that little by little case by case but at the end of the day my hope is that you're looking at the, the spreading of emotional stuff 
in a slightly different way. All right, everyone. So thank you for um, listening to my podcast today around how we can prevent unhealthy emotional infections. And I look forward to chatting with you on new and exciting and fun topics in the future. But for now, may the force be with you. Have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you soon. Take care now. Have you ever thought of your unhealthy emotions like germs? If so, how do we go about not spreading those unhealthy emotions around? My name is Don Culp. I'm a certified hypnotherapist, Reiki master teacher, meditation coach, and owner of the Zen Room in Gilroy, California. You can also find us online at www.thezenroom.net. And today we're going to be talking about preventing unhealthy emotional infections.